Yo, what's up, family? This is Speech from Arrested Development, and right now you're listening to the Sugar Hill Gang Podcast. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is the Sugar Hill Gang Podcast, and you are being hosted by me, myself, and I, and the coolest cats on the planet. I am the Master G, and I am joined by T-Dynasty. Say what's up, T-Dynasty. What's up, T-Dynasty? <laughs> and and that's just, I, yeah, and diggity. Dig, dig, diggity. What up, dig? Wakanda forever, baby. Yeah, Wakanda, Wakanda forever. And ladies yeah. and gentlemen, live on the Sugar Hill Podcast stage, yeah. one of the innovators one of the alternate no the alternate the alternate hip-hop artist of all time ladies and gentlemen speech of the rest arrested development what's up speech what's up man it's my honor to be on y'all show man thank you for having me baby it's a true pleasure it's a true pleasure man this is it's, it's it's very exciting um i've had uh a lot of time over the early '90s, when you were like, when you first kind of really, you know, it, it came in, I was paying very close attention, man. Uh, I've been watching hip hop period from a from a from a distance initially. You know, I, of course, I came back in to the fold in 2005. So that that period, man, where you uh, you were doing uh, uh, the Tennessee and Mr. Window and you know uh, people every day, the, all of that, I was I was wow. I was like, really, seriously, man. So uh, I want to take the time. That's why uh, I mean, I'm excited to do everybody. But there's, there's, there's people that when we get this show, it just means so much. And I think your meaning to hip hop, you know what I mean, is, is so important. People say we're important. And I understand that because I'm learning that too. But your meaning hip hop oh. is extremely important because you know, you took the platform and you added another element to it. You know, you so you, you of course we're the party rockers, you know, get feel good music, the whole nine yards, you know, da da and then you got, you know, Mel and Squawk and you know, then that was consciousness and and this all of that and this, that and the third and the dirty south and this and that and then the gangster thing and and, and all of it. Cause we talk about this, people ask us all the time. People yeah. say, um, you know, uh, 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 how do you feel about hip hop? What you know? What is it? You know what? And I and I always say that you know, hip hop is an evolving situation. It's like a child who you know is born, and then that child goes through toddler stage, and then you know, adolescence, and then adulthood, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And there's so many different elements to it, you know. But at first, you don't know what those elements are until they, you know, like if a child is going to just start inspiring to play golf exactly. you don't really know he's gonna be a great golfer until you know what happens yeah and that's what i mean that's why i'm saying about you you're so important and and the rest of development is so important because you guys happen you know and 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 now that's there so you know just talk talk, talk about talk about well first of all before we get any further we ask everybody that comes on the show we ask everybody to tell us their rapper's delight story so where were you or what happened or how was it what's your rapper's delight story well i'm glad you asked that because i wanted to say that man. okay like, you know, you, you, was, you was giving a lot of love 
to Arrested Development to me, and I appreciate that. But man, let me tell you, the Gang was my first introduction to hip hop. And for me, it was um, just mind boggling. Like I, I hear this record, cause my dad used to own a nightclub, a disco back in the day. And okay. um, so I used to get the promo records, you know what I mean? With the holes in, right. the, in the bottom right corner, bottom left corner. And I had Rapper's Delight and my dad brought it to me and I was peeping it out. Sugar Hill Records, I'm throwing it on and I'm expecting to hear, you know, stuff like Good Times, like Freedom, you know, various stuff that's out back in these days, you know, grooves, nice R&B grooves, dance grooves. And I'm expecting to hear that. Then I start hearing voices. I said a hip hop, you know, and I'm like, what is this? And I'm, I'm totally like baffled by the fact that the voices kept going. At, at the most, I thought it was going to be an intro and then it was going to be some song lyrics, you know, and then, right. then a bridge right. and a chorus and so on. So I was thinking, but then it just kept being voices. And it, then it was like, Five minutes went past, then seven minutes went past, and eight minutes went past. And I'm like, what is this? Like, this is, and I'm telling you, I'm for real when I say this, it literally blew my mind. I had never heard anything in my life like hip hop music, and that rapper's delight just blew my mind. I could not stop talking about it. I went to school, I was in elementary school, I went to school, I started telling my friends about it. One of my best friends, TA, he heard it too, and he was like, yo, yeah, that, no, I think I actually played it for him. Played it for him. He absolutely lost his mind. We ended up becoming a rap crew probably about two, three years later based on, <laughs> based on Rapper's Delight and, of course, the things that would come after that, Apache, all types of stuff. Yes, you know? Eighth Wonder, yes, yes. Exactly, yes, yes. Eighth Wonder, yes, Apache, yes. and even Grandmaster Flash Furious Five Wheels, yes. the Wheels of Steel, which also yes. blew my mind because that's what made me want to be a DJ because right. I seen people DJ at my dad's disco, but you remember how they we used to DJ. They were there. just blending the records. They were just blending the it's records. That. Like it would right. start to fade out and that was right. as it was fading out. Not to the beat, you drop no. the other joint in. Right. And right. People would have to sort of learn what a beat was and then they come back right. in with the new Change track. Right. It wasn't right. even on beat, at least back no. where my, you know. So I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so that whole rhyming i mean scratching to the beat or putting things in mixing it to the beat that was like unheard of so it was it was all revolutionary it was all like turning the world upside down and i was like man this is a movement that i want to be a part of so that's mm -hmm. my rapper's delight story bro incredible man so i can incredible. never say what it means to be on this on this podcast like when i got the information that y'all was doing a podcast and that you might want to have me on i was like yo Guaranteed, without a question, I'd love to, I'd be honored to do it. And let me say this one, one last thing, that a lot of people say they're honored, and I say it too a lot, and that word gets used a lot, but on the real, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have the things that I have. I wouldn't have seen the things that I've seen with my eyes, and I wouldn't have heard the things that I heard without y'all putting it out there back in, what was it, 78, was it? What was it? 79, 79, 79. 79. If y'all would not have put your foot forward and just went for it, I don't think that I would be here today because that was like the honest first part of my whole journey. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just say this. And, and like I said, you know, one of the reasons, and we tell everybody, uh, 1980, 1979 to 1985 was the, the, first, the first wave of us. So we, you know, the initial 
cutting the records, doing all the first time situations, touring television, so forth. And then in 1985, I stepped away from the whole situation. And as I told you, between 85 and 2005, I was a witness to the situation. I was a spectator to this thing. 2005, I came back into the fold with my brother right there and, and my other brother. And of course, you know, my lifelong brother, Michael Wright. And what I've had to do over the last 10 years is really come to terms with the actual magnitude of how many really profound people uh, lives that we've affected up no to and including up to and including today. Now, the, the, the whole thing for me has always been that I, I, I never wanted to be in the celebrity mainstream Pavarazzi. That I, that's never been uh, yeah. uh, uh, my thing. But I've always wanted a chance to be able to do what I'm doing right now, which is talk to people who are affected. So when I say to you, man, us doing this podcast is a is 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 a monumental move for 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 me because it's given me a chance to really come to terms with the magnitude yep. of us. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I didn't really I didn't understand it. I'll be honest with you. I feel you. I did I not you. understand it. I really I really didn't. And and now that I do like I mean as much as I and I and like I said like I told you when we talked earlier. I, I saw I saw the Tennessee thing. I mean, you know, I was, I was wow, this is amazing. And 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 the the the, the collaboration of the group and all of that. And I was like, yeah. wow, this is you know, but what's the guy that passed away? What's it what was Baba his name? OJ. Baba OJ. Yeah, like this, yeah okay. like we all, you know, I came from, you know, I came from it, it you know, it, it's all we were like, we were, we were, we were groomed as recording artists. So that's the thing that people don't always understand. Initially. Yes, we were rappers, but because we came from the doo-wop era and right. the soul era, we were groomed as rappers. So it was all about being pretty and being, you know, right. fly. And right. then here's a group. And, you know, you got a cat that's like an elderly dude. And then you had another yeah. situation in there. And, yeah. and I was like, so, you know, to, to, to feel like, and I'm going out, to feel like I, now I'm, I'm starting to feel like I'm connected to that. Word you see what I'm saying? Whereas, whereas, you know, again, like I said, I was a spectator to it for so right. many years. Right. When I hear you talking, yeah. it's like, wow, I, I, that's another, that's another part. It's like, it's like, the, it's like, it's like being parents no and having children, no doubt. you know, yeah. and yeah. the children have children and then the children, children, you know, like I have grandchildren. So it's like, you know, my son and then yeah. my, my, my grandchildren and they're going to have children. And this is what this thing is really becoming, man. That's right. You know what I mean? It's deep, man. It's, it's deep. Family tree, baby. And um, yeah. so, it so, is deep. You're right. Go so, ahead, bro. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, tell me, what what year did you meet uh, Headliner, and and what inspired the two of you to really form the group, Arrested? The 1988. 1988. Yeah. No, ding, no, ding, ding. He wins. No, no. no it was no. 87. No. It was 87. I came. 87. Oh, I was a year off. I came to Atlanta. Right. And. I already had a rap crew, as I was just telling you, Master G. I had a rap crew back in Milwaukee, which is where I'm from. We was doing our thing, but we were in high school by this time. So mm -hmm. by this time, we're doing we're putting out 200 records at a time, and we're making a, a name for ourselves in Milwaukee. But Milwaukee got crazy violent. I decided to, look, if I don't leave here, I'm going to die. So I decided to come to Atlanta 
because I spent my summers in Tennessee and I love the whole Southern energy. So I left the Midwest, went to Atlanta because there was a school called the Art Institute of Atlanta there. And on your I, own or your family moved? Just me. Oh, just went, you? Okay. Literally the day I graduated from high school, that next day I broke off and went to Atlanta. Wow. And um, it was by myself. And the first week, because I think I shared, I was a DJ at first. And if I didn't, I'm right. a, I was a DJ. I started off as a DJ. So scratching, mixing, all of that. And the first day, uh, week of being at that school, I put up a flyer. I said, look, I want to start a group. And I didn't know the name of the group or anything yet, but I said, I want to start a hip hop group. I want to do this, that, and the other, and I need a DJ. And this dude named Tim was looking at the flyer for a long time. And I, I, I peeped him, I was like, yo. So I just started talking to him and we started building just as friends. And then, you know, it would become me and him started doing shows together. and so on and so forth, and then it would grow from there. So that's how I met my man, Headliner. And uh, that was back in 87 at the Art Institute of Atlanta. That's what's wow. up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Your, mes your message has been positive throughout. Wow. I mean, we we wow. spoke uh, uh, of it just a little bit before we started. You know, I was telling him, G, that, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it, it's, it's beautiful when you look back at a body of work of positivity. You know, like yeah. uh, a lot of times, speech we're we're told that uh, you our our audience is eight to eighty, right. uh, and and it's interesting because that means that what you're saying is positive, it's good, and I could bring my grandkids to come see the show. I could yeah. bring my great grandkids to see the show. Yeah. You know, this can go on and on, like you were saying. It just it keep it keeps going, and yeah. your messages are so clear. Even uh, even if you're just talking about uh, cer certain situations, you're explaining it. It's not the same as a violent aspect of of anything. You're basically trying to stop half yeah. the things that are going on and yeah. explain and, and express a person's pride and 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 the villagey. You know, like it, it was almost like you were saying, like this is the village. We are the people. Yeah. We need love. We need to share we don't need to do this we need to embrace each other you know and that's the message that i was getting from you know from the music and just listening to your the the the, the musicality of it the, the way that it changed the yeah. uh the, the 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 working of of um of the the afrocentric rhythms and the the, 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 the oh man you know i take my hat off to you fam I, you know Oh, thanks. It's good love. Yeah, I mean, the thing, you know, I, thing I liked about you guys, man, you was able to, to, to incorporate, you know, that that southern culture into your music. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, for me, you know, like, cause I mean, obviously, Sugar Hill Gang is positive. You know what I mean? Like when I first heard y'all's music, like the it brought smiles to my face. It brought good times. Like, I mean, no pun intended. Good times, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it brought. It brought it brought smiles to everybody's face, right? I mean, like when that record comes on, I don't care who you are. It's like, that's the energy that you get. But I was going to say too, that we as a people, we're positive people. Like, you know, we've all had a chance to travel now. We've been a lot of places, whether Dubai or Africa or whatever. And we've had a chance to travel. And, you know, our people across the planet really are very positive people. We believe in family. We believe in spirit. We believe in, 
you know, unity and, and trying to be together. You know what I'm saying? We believe in trying to put good energy out into the world. And Absolutely. we have never bombed any nations. We have never, you know, taken over people's nations and stolen their resources and, and oh. you know, enslaved their people. And that's not what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I find it amazing that over time, the whole reputation of us has gotten flipped upside down where, you know, if, if a brother like me just represents what I think we actually just are, you know, it's like, we are positive. Like that's how we, that's who we are. Like I was, right. before we started this interview on peeping out, my man right there was like, Diamond was like, yo, talking about his children and how he's like repping his children, his family, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we do. That is who we are. And I'm so like, sometimes I get frustrated with how our whole image you know, I was watching a debate last night with, with Donald mm. Trump and mm. how he couldn't even denounce white supremacy. Like a lot of a lot of people's images Ooh. of us is so negative and it's so like, yo, we gotta we gotta kill these people or else they're gonna kill us. And we ain't never been about that. Like that's not even our real energy, like at the essence of who we are. You know, speech, not 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 only that, just to piggyback off of what you just said, it is it, so real. Not not only would he not denounce white supremacy, he, yeah. he he's trying to stop the, the the teaching of our culture. He don't exactly. want he don't want white people to to understand us. You know what I mean? Yeah, he said last he, night. He, last night he said it was negative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said that teaching was negative. You know, he was he talking about racial racial it. sensitivity yeah. was negative. Yeah, I don't man. like that energy. Yeah, yeah. crazy man. Crazy. crazy. Yeah, man. No. Uh, we we all know that uh, you know that that being like you said uh, a speech that the travel man the travel is the thing that most people in America don't understand about yeah. really being a given a, you really get a real view of yeah. us as a people you get the real view of us once yeah. you get off of the you know the, the 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 continental United States of America and you start right. going into like you know. Like you right. said, you know, you you're in Africa and you you know you're in right. Asia and you're in, right. you're, you're in these countries, man. Right. And, and you and you and you and you got to you you start really getting. Oh wait a minute, man. You know it's mellow. It's you can feel. Yeah, it's it's not right. intense. It's right. not it's right. not ah uh, you know because they yeah. their perception of us is yeah. you know we'll snap. You know you, you run up on somebody, we get ready to snap. Right, exactly. And that's not, and that's, it, it, it's it's completely opposite. I'm really glad that you brought that up because, you know, as, as a mature person of color, because, you know, I'll be 59 uh, in January, uh, as a mature, thank you, I'm happy. As a mature person of color, you know, I preach positivity and, and tranquility every day. You know, I'm working to spread as much love as I can in the world on a day-to-day -day basis. You know what I mean? And, it, and to a lot of people, you know, it's like, it's people like, wow, man, wow, boy, you're just so, you know, you, you're so cool and you're so mellow and, and it's amazing, you know, you're so positive. And a lot of times I want to say, well, that's because you, you really think it's a big deal, but it's really right. not. It's not. You know it's, what I mean? It's, it, it's not. I mean, that's why, and that's another reason why when, it, when, when, when your opportunity came to present yourself, people were thrown off by it. Yeah, because. Definitely. All you were doing is what was in your heart, because that's what I was going to ask you. Where 
did your inspiration come? Because my inspiration initially, you know, when I when I write a lyric or I write a song, it's about something that happened or or something that 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 uh, uh, is going on in my life. It's like I tell people too, you know, I, I came from a you know a, a lower middle class kind of lifestyle. You know, I lived in the in the suburbs of New York. It was New Jersey, but the suburbs, and so you know, I wasn't in you know intense situations and. And so I didn't speak to a life like that. I spoke to a life of, you know, becoming the greatest in history and, you know, being popular with women and, you know, yeah. being at a party and, you know, and same thing with Mike, et cetera, et cetera, on all. So that was my inspiration. And it just evolved as you, as you get older and you learn more and you experience, you get, you, you become better read and, you know, you see things, then your, your mindset for lyrics changes. And uh, by the way, I listened to the new album. By the way, uh, the, the, the demon. Uh, let me try to get it right. Uh, don't don't fight don't, don't, don't don't fight your demons. Yes, we'll talk about that. I'm jumping yeah. around, but <laughs> but um uh, uh talk. I was going to ask you that. Like, where's your inspiration? And I figured it. And I said, oh, I don't need to ask him. Uh, I don't need to ask speech about his inspiration because his inspiration is natural. It's 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 your environment. It's what you what what what, what like me. It's what you. What what came out of you? So that's what you put into in, into the music. It's funny, dude, because like just like most young people, when I was like uh, seventeen, sixteen, I'm trying to be like Run DMC. You know, I'm trying to be like LL. I'm trying to be yeah. like you know NWA. I'm trying like yeah. I'm trying to get on. Like number one, I'm trying to get on. So whoever's right. on, I'm trying to get on that. You know what I'm saying? And then the second thing is I'm trying to find myself just as a human being. Like yo, who am I? You know what I'm saying? Like what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? And how can I be good with the girls? How can I be good with the dudes? Like, how am I going to get along in this world? You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. trying to find myself. And then, so I'm doing various type of like, some of it's gangster, some of it's not really hard gangster, but it's just like, you know, mess. It was similar to what you was talking about, Diamond, with your son, you know, it's like, it's just messing around with certain themes and, and, right. and, 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 and sort of gangster themes. And, and then I was like, you know what, this really, this really isn't who I am, but I'm trying to study what's going on. I'm trying to study what's hot. And then it's like, okay, I really had to start digging deep. But I tell you, like some of the groups that inspired me to like really try to go deeper into who I was, was groups like Public Enemy. Because yeah. when I heard them, they were on more of a hard energy, but I felt this whole consciousness. Like, mm -hmm. what is he talking mm -hmm. about? Farrakhan's a prophet, or he was talking about yeah. like, you know, Panther power, who the Panthers? Like, right. it was stuff that I didn't know nothing about, even though it was so right. much about American history, they weren't teaching right. none of this stuff. So right. I didn't know what it was. And so this right. hip hop was telling me about this and I was getting curious. Then of course, you know, De La and Tribe and all of that right. native tongues right. type of stuff was inspiring musically. So right. I guess my point is, is that over time I started to realize, man, there's a lot out there and I started to find who I really was. So by the time Arrested Development was, you know, when I was writing for Arrested Development, I was way more authentic to who I am. Oh, that's like obvious. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank so God obvious. at an early age, because I mean, some people it takes longer to find that for themselves. But for me, I was like 21. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's prime craziness time. Totally. For, for yeah, most totally. people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So when, I, when I was when I was 21. I, when I was 21, I was one of the most popular uh, black entertainers in America, and I was losing my damn mind. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which happens to most of our entertainers. You know? Yeah. Yes. No doubt. Yes. Yes. How, how was so, it working with Spike Lee? 
you know, doing the yeah, um, song for uh, Malcolm X. Yeah, I did. Um, we did Revolution from from Malcolm X, and let me tell you, it was it was a dream come true. We was at a club in New York, actually, and um, a place called Mary Jane's. We was rocking with Last Poets, which Ooh, obviously okay. is heroes from mine. And so yeah. they opened up for us. We packed out, sweaty club, and who's in the dressing room? When I go back to the dressing room after the show, it's Spike Lee, and Spike didn't know it, but this brother has always been a hero to me since he did, you know, School Days and a lot of that. A right. lot of the classics he's done. And so mm. I had written him letters and everything telling him, look, I really love your, uh, your, your, your stuff. I would love to be on some of your soundtracks, but he never got these letters. So long story short, he's backstage and I'm freaking out. I'm like, yo, this is like Spike freaking Lee. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he was backstage and he's telling me he wants us to do, you know, a song for, at the time he was going to do a movie called Love Supreme which was yeah. going to be about um, Coltrane. Uh -huh. oh. It turned out that he ended up doing Mo' Better Blues, which was sort of like a twist on that, I guess, on the yeah, right. first idea was going to be. He did Mo' Better Blues. Then he called me, and I didn't know none of this, but Chuck D, he called Chuck D to do Malcolm X, and Chuck and him was going through some drama with Griff and all types of stuff oh. that was going on inside of PE. So he's like, yo, it's, it's not good territory right now. Why don't you call speech? He called me and said, yo, and I didn't even know about the Chuck part at the time. Chuck told me about that later. He called me and was like, yo, what, you know, you want to do this record? I mean, um, this Malcolm X, which was Malcolm X is literally telling he's like probably my, one of my top five human beings that's ever lived. So I, I was honored yes, and yes, I was scared. I was scared yes, because I'm a producer and a lyricist for AD. So I was scared because Public Enemy just did freaking uh, fight the power for um, for um, do the right thing, and that that right. joint crazy. So I was like, man, okay, we got to do something. So it was great, man. It was great. So you, know you, so you knew you had to come hard. You knew you had, had to come hard. Right. Had to come hard. Go hard or go home, baby. So that's it. But it was great. It was great, man. And it was a great experience. We we filmed that video in Brooklyn, and right in front of his shop, pretty much down the street from his shop, Fort Greene area, and it was. Let me tell you, it was just ridiculous. Probably five, six hundred extras. We did that video in seven hours. It was the quickest music video I had ever done at that time. But wow. the most people, he was so professional, so on it, so organized. It was a great yeah, experience. Yeah. Great experience. I, I would, I would love, I would love an opportunity to do anything with Spike Lee. You know what I mean? I mean, he's, 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 he's um, he to me is, is the, 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 um the uh Polan well i don't want to use polanski because of his situation but as far as you know yeah. credit wise no, you know saying. uh uh yeah you know but um you know his, his uh, uh, michael mann is a director no uh, doubt. directed he, he directed um one of my favorite films of all time is a movie called thief with uh yeah. james con uh yeah, and michael like mann it. yeah and i and the first time i saw thief and i looked at it the the, the the way that he blocked the shots and and the yeah. way that he you know he set the lighting and and the realism of the whole situation i was yeah. blown away by him and yeah. the same thing applies when you look at spike lee films no doubt no doubt spike you know, has got a signature look man oh my god i mean i love the thing that he does yeah. when he rolls when he floats the kit when he floats With the you, artist yeah. down the street Ooh, yeah uh, and but but just the way he sets like more better blues was incredible, incredible just by you know the way that he set up the yeah. characters and developed the whole 
you know, the whole flow. And and that's the other thing. His movies flow. And then you know the Malcolm X thing. You know, it was it was that was a hard movie to get made. You know, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but funding and everything. Bill Cosby. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a lot of people because because the, the you know the powers that be really did want the movie made, nah, right? They, and so they no, they didn't. So they fought against it. To they kind of gave him the the official. Uh, oh well, we can't get the money together. But Spike right. he 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 pushed the button, man. And of course, the powers that be came in, and, and that movie was made. Probably one of the greatest films ever done. You know, I which agree. of course Denzel, Denzel got it for that one. Well, <laughs> no, Denzel. <laughs> Yeah, Denzel got it. They gave Denzel it through training day, but the reason why, you know, Spike, uh, uh, the, the, the reason why they did it was because of Malcolm X and all the other films that Denzel's done. But uh, the, the, I, I, read some, I read some stuff on uh, Malcolm uh, uh, early on, I mean, later on, and, uh, just the, and I watched a few documentaries on him recently, uh, and God, the mannerisms that Denzel, I mean, he just got him to a T, man. Got him Zell, to a team. consummate professional no dude. He, oh my god! Was yeah. Spike Lee, both yep. of them, just no doubt, just no absolutely yeah. top notch, top tier professional. Right. Right. So look, man, listen. So I know we, I know we, we got a lot. So we could talk for hours. I mean, literally, for hours, this is bro. for hours, literally. I mean, but I, I, I want to get into this new album. It's important for me to do that because, um, and 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 one of the things that I'm doing with this is I'm I'm being as candid as I can with people because this is my first opportunity. I usually don't listen to anybody's stuff. I don't want to hear things. People try to give me music. But again, if I respect a person's abilities, and I don't know that, if I respect somebody, I'm going to do my homework, man. You know what I mean? And I, and I did. I took, I'm still listening to it. But um, I, I just want to talk about this one situation. You got a song on there called Becoming? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Becoming. So the first... The first, the first verse yeah. is about a child yep. in a domestic violence situation. Now let me, yep. I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna tell y'all a quick story, okay? okay? So I never knew my biological father, okay? I'm listening to this song, right? I never knew my, my biological father. I was raised by step parents, okay? When I was 15 years old, so this is two years before I became Master G of the Sugar Hill Gang. So uh, two years before that, my mother was in a, an abusive relationship with my stepfather, okay? Wow. Yeah. He used to beat her profusely. I've never told this story in public, okay? Wow. So I used to live in fear as a child. Yeah. Always in fear. Yeah. And it got to the point where it was so bad that I figured I had to do something. Now, I came from a situation where you didn't talk about what went on outside the house. I grew up in the 60s and the 70s. So the long and short of it is this one particular night, he was beating my mother. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I, and I, and I did the, the, one of the things that you don't do, which is call the police. Yeah. So yeah. now this is the situation. And then of course my parents went on to, I, the police came to the house and, right. you know, we left and went to Brooklyn. And so this, this is all leading up to, you know, after we went to Brooklyn, we came back to Jersey. I was in Hackensack. Hackensack led to Englewood. Englewood led to meeting Sylvia and the rest yeah. is history. But the thing that, that, that got me was I'm listening to this song. Yeah. You know, now the flip, the flippers, of course, you know, uh, uh, when the police came, the mother did what most women do in that situation, which yeah. is, and, and it's just really just fear on the woman's part. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. The reason yeah. why a woman will say, 
nothing's wrong, everything is cool, because they fear the backlash of exactly. what's going to happen yeah. after the police leave. They don't uh, trust see, that the police is going to take care of the situation. They right. don't. They know. They don't. They right. don't. And see, a lot of times people did not, because like I said, my mother, they, she stayed in that relationship for a long time before she eventually had the nerve, had the, that night, we left that night. The night that the police came, we left and went to wow. my grandmother's house in Brooklyn. And that was, that was the, the catapulting thing for them to finally separate. But before that, he had beat on her many times. She used to show up at family functions with black eyes and, you know, a whole nine yards, man. And, you know, you know, like you say in the song, you know, it, you bruise a lot. That's what you was talking about. I, I was like, yeah. you know, and I got beat. I got beat. You know what I mean? And I used to come to school yeah. with whelps on me and the whole nine yards. So yeah. so when I when I heard that song and I, I was like, wow, I don't know what 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 your experience is for writing that. Yeah. But I can yeah. tell you right now, man not very many people are willing to put that out there like that. I mean, and it gave exactly. me the confidence. It yeah. gave me the confidence to have this conversation. I don't even think Harry and them even know uh, 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 that story. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah man, that, that's deep. That, that, really that right there. You know, when you, wow. When you, when you say, when you, when you were talking about and saying that people don't trust that uh, law enforcement can protect them, a lot of the situations are, um, are put before people and a lot of uh, for domestic situations uh, it's a lot more than just what do you think that the police can protect you this person is telling you as soon as they leave right. we're gonna do something to you I remember um, and I'm speaking about this speech because I had another life before this one mm -hmm. and and uh, and in that in that capacity I served as the guy that came to the house mm -hmm. so you know, uh, uh, it, it, yeah, Diamond was a police officer for how long, did? Uh, for well, I, I, I retired after 30. 30 years, right? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. it, it was uh, really crazy because some people would actually have you in their house and they're telling you nothing's going on, nothing's right. going on. But if you look deeper in, you know, a situation I had, I'm not, I can't say what it was, but it was a woman. And she stood there and she told me nothing was wrong. And the guy was standing right there. And then I just kept looking at her and kept tilting my head. And as soon as he turned his head and took his eyes off my gaze, my, right. out of the thing, the girl pulled her shirt down and right. I could see the red. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But she was yeah. in fear for her life. A lot of people don't forget that, you know, the two things that happen is a lot of people go back to situations yeah. because of financial and or... Yeah what have you, or they just figure they can make it work. If a person right. is whipping that ass, right, right. it ain't gonna stop. Right, exactly. You know, it, it, it is what it is. And you can tell them all night long, you know, oh uh, yeah, we can, we gonna do, but if that person goes back in, up in, uh, in the North, uh, if you take out a restraining order on someone and you let them back into their house, the person that was restrained gets arrested. Right. In the South, if you let that person back in your house, you going to jail too. Wow. Mm. So, mm. I mean, it, it, it helps for domestic violence. I mean, I, I thought it was a very powerful video, but the way you finished it up, trying to teach, yeah. again, yeah. you're yeah. trying to teach. You're, the, yeah. you're, 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 you're talking about something and you're saying what can happen. Not only yeah. the bad end of it, but where it can go and what you need to teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, I appreciate, man, that you're sharing that. Because that's, see, to me, 
that's the thing that I just want us, I want our music to have a little more of that, you know, and I say a little more, really, I just want it to have balance because we have a lot of records that talk about the, the hard times that we're facing, but we don't have enough records that talk about how we can get out of that trouble or at least give us motivation. You know what I'm saying? Like some type of soundtrack to if we're trying to get out, we got something that motivates us along with our, our own self-motivation and whatever other tools we're using something else is sort of giving us that push. I felt like that. And that, that story comes from, I did a film called 16 Bars and I went into the jail of Richmond, Virginia to work with inmates. All right. Yeah. One of the inmates I worked with, his name was Anthony and he, you'll see the movie. It's on YouTube, bros. Y'all should check it out. It's really, really powerful. I think you'll be moved by, right? So, Mm -hmm. It's on YouTube. It's called 16 Bars, the film. So just check that out. But um, definitely in that film, I talked to this brother named Anthony. And he shared a lot of that story because that's not my personal story. Thank God. I didn't have that. That's I good. To, I was going to, I was going to, that's one of the questions I wanted. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, that was not my, my past. So I brought good. up his story for everybody to be inspired by this man. And I dedicated the video to him and you get to hear the same, basically the same story that I'm talking about in Becoming is basically the story he shared with me on film on this documentary that I put out called 16 Bars, uh, the film. So and then, you know, yeah. it's, it's like tying that, tying those two things in. And that's where, like, like we were talking about as far as inspiration, it could be something that happens to you or something that you heard or something exactly. that somebody told you exactly. or that, that can, that can inspire you to create a lyric. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, um, so, this, so this, you, you really embrace the, the, the therapy thing then, you know what I mean? While, you know, no. people that need therapy and stuff like that, cause you know, there's a lot of people that out here, you know, even artists are, are dealing with that type of thing, you no know, doubt about it. Yeah. every day. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of people now really starting to pay attention. I know we got on, you know, do we get heavy on this whole uh, domestic thing? Because it's, it's unfortunately in, in the, in the, in the struggle of our living, it, it, it's really a, a major, major thing, man. And, 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 and it's and, even more well, now that we're locked in together with COVID. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Every, every situation that every situation that was brewing in a day-to-day situation has now become the heightened situation in this exactly. lockdown because yeah. the simple fact that you everything is done like this. Yep. Yeah. So yep. now you you whereas you had you know you was out for eight hours at or whatever the case may be or you exactly. was over there or you was down at the bar whatever yeah. the case may be now you're you know face and whatever you're right and, and whatever financial you're, situation is probably tougher and all yeah. of that so now you're yeah, stressed all of that man yeah so 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 yeah. so so everything is now you know yeah. become a major catastrophe yeah. And 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 everybody's sensitive right now, man. I mean, well everybody's sensitive. But 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 there are a lot of people that are really trying to put Jay Z and uh, uh, Chris Rock and a lot of people are trying to you know do some do some uh, uh, cool things talking about uh, you know that kind of therapy. Um, you know, uh, talk to me about uh, Vagabond Productions, man. What 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 was the what was the, where's the um, what's the what's the development of that? How did that to 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 coin a phrase, development. Uh, what's the development, Vagabond? How did that come about? Well, I started Vagabond in 93 because when Arrested Development blew up, you know, I, I came from a self-determination family. Like that's what my mom and dad were all about. They both 
we're like really about let's make our own opportunities as a people. Let's hire our own people. Let's try to insulate ourselves with people that we know from the hood, from the community, so that we could do our own thing and not rely on everybody. So when Arrested Development blew up, my first, well, actually my parents said, yo, you need to have your own office space. You need to, you know, buy your home. Don't rent your home. Don't, don't pay a mortgage on your home. If you got, now that you got a little money, buy that home so you have it. Get some land. Stuff like this. So, like, they were really adamant about that. So, my, my company, Vagabond, started in 93 as a way to try to control AD's business and try to do the best we could to make sure people weren't sort of puppet stringing us all the time. You know what I mean? And, like, yes. Try, but, you know, I, I, I'll say I'm proud of it. And at the same time, again, as I said earlier, I was 22 years old, 23. I'm still a young dude that's never had a hit record that's never been in the music industry in a big way. And I come from a small town of Milwaukee. So I didn't have a bunch of cats that already made it. I didn't have like a red alert over here that already was telling me to do this or Marley Mall or, you know, I didn't have none of that stuff. It was, it was Milwaukee. Nobody had made it in hip hop yet. I was the first right. to make it in that way from hip hop. So I think that, you know, I had a, still a lot of learning to do, but Vagabond was my company. And we started putting our records out through that and also doing concerts and stuff like that and just trying to make things happen. Very smart move, man. And, and, and uh, that's another reason why I wanted to bring it up because, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, we'll have an opportunity for so many people to, to hear these things, you know, to hear this. So many young cats that, you know, uh, initially when I started making records, there was no aspiration to do this. You follow right. what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I, I, I didn't even go into it thinking that, you know, I would, own property or this i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna have you know you know uh you know serious money i i wasn't doing that i was like you know i'm gonna cut this record and go back to school and you know exactly. i'm gonna get a date and i'm gonna be right. good you know right. what i mean exactly. yeah. so yeah. but but after us you know and this is what's again my epiphany after us the people that that, that were that, that were doing this were now aspiring to be us yeah. You know what I mean? Right. The cat that saw me on Soul Train or right. the guy in my neighborhood saw me driving down the street in that sports car, you right. know, with the girl and the whole nine right. yards and, yeah. you know, heard about me living in the high rod. Now that cat wanted to be me. And yeah. then it mushroomed on and on and on. So what happens is a lot of times you have so many young people now that are aspiring to do this, but they're not taking the steps that they need to be elder statesmen in this thing. You know, with us, we had to evolve and we yeah. had to kick and scream and fight and scrape and the whole nine yards. Now, through the grace of God and everything else, we won, you know, yeah. but, 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 uh, you know, initially, you know, it, it, we had to, we had to fight, man. You know, we didn't know anything yeah. about, you know, starting our own company. We didn't have a, 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 a one to Mike Master G Incorporated. We didn't have that, you know, uh, and here uh, we are, you, you go, we go now to, you and your situation and boom you you know you have the vagabond productions and that vagabond production now encapsulates everything that happens with the rest of development so now it's a business it's a corporate structure you, no you see what i'm saying we want to put that signal out there for the young individuals man not only aspire to be us in that respect in the respect right. of yes you want to be heard yes you want to be on television yes you want to make right. you know serious money aspire to make sure you do that. But I, I will say this, it's a lot different now, you know, because of, with the age of information, you know, the, in, the information highway, I, you know, the internet, 
it's a lot different. You know, everything was closed door to us. You know, we had to, we had to find, we had to find the the, the, the holes. We had to find the the, the information. You know, we had to search for it like buried treasure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, But by the time, you know, you came along, it was out there because Run was out there by now. You know, Russell was doing his thing. And, doing you know, his thing. Andre Harrell doing his thing. You know, Andre was doing his yeah. thing, yeah. right? Shout out to Andre. So, so, so when okay. somebody said start your own business, you're like, oh yeah, well that's what Russell did, you know. And that's what my and, and and you know, so yes, man. And but uh, uh, I'm like I said, I'm still I'm still listening to the album. I, 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 Moses, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Second track on the record too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, man. And then the first track, man. The first track, uh, 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 black down, back down, back down. And yeah. and I heard the Milwaukee reference yeah. in those first two tracks. That's why I was going to ask you, are you from Milwaukee? Because I know you you, you, you say you live. You're born. Great I know town, y'all man. did gigs in Milwaukee, right? Y'all y'all have gigs. Oh, oh, oh yeah. no question. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah The first the, the yeah. first time we the first time we ever performed with Rick James was at the Milwaukee Civic Center. Me yeah, and Mike, the first time every time we ever performed in, uh, uh, with Rick James was in Milwaukee. So that's a very special place for us. Al Heyman show. I talked about that before. Al Heyman. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Al Heyman was doing the Rick James street song tour. And, and we I, opened up for him. And, and I, uh, we opened up at the Milwaukee Civic Center. We played there many, 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 many times. Many, many, many times. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. And at I mean, one of those places. Oh, go ahead. No, no. You, you go ahead. Milwaukee's one of those places that people don't know. If they ain't never been there, they don't know what it feels like. But Milwaukee is it's actually very racially divided town. And it's a lot of hardship for every black that's in Milwaukee. It's one of the, it's rated one of the top 10 worst places yeah. for black people to live right now. Yeah. I'm talking about the 2020 and when I was a kid. So it's a tough place to, to navigate. And, and race is very real, whether you want it to be or not. It's not like I go around wanting to think through everything through a racial lens. But when you're in Milwaukee in particular, everything is divided up like that. There was no black suburbs, for real. There actually wasn't. And there still really isn't. And most blacks lived in the ghetto. And if you were black in a suburb, you were one or two families in a white suburb. It was not a black suburb. Like now in Atlanta, where I live, there's black suburbs in various places. I mean, yeah. it's a whole different dynamic. Yeah. But it wasn't that yeah. way growing up. It was very one side of the track, the next side of the track. Right. Yeah, I actually, I actually spent... I actually spent some time in uh, Milwaukee uh, in, in the early in the early 2000s. I was involved in a direct sales business, and uh, uh, Milwaukee was one of the places that I actually went to and did business in. And yeah. and you're right, they, there there was no real like uh, 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 it was a very you know it was a few just this, and we talk about the nine uh, early 2000s. It was yeah. still like you knew that you were in a different area when you went yep, exactly. you know. Yeah. You went on one side of the street and it was it was one thing happening and directly on the other side, man, was a whole nother community going down. If you went a little bit further down, yeah, and the streets are the streets are up and down, up and down, up straight and down. up and down. Yeah. yeah. Very See, organized. Almost like DC, right. everything is very yeah. organized, you know. Like yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very, exactly. Yep. Cross streets, yeah. everything is like that. You know, I mean I know. that's so a lot of people who also we talked about this earlier, like a lot of people who wonder, well, why is he on some racial stuff like so much on his music throughout the years, but that's why. I couldn't ignore it. Like being right. in Milwaukee, like being in New York, you might be able to ignore it a little bit because it's so much of a melting pot. You got Iranians, you got Africans, you got Jamaicans, you got Latinos, you got, you know, it's, 
but in English, Milwaukee, Britain, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you're right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, man. On on a, on a, on a grand level, on a world stage stage level, man. Uh, 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 you know, you have done some serious traveling. Yeah, like us, but you have done some serious traveling, man. Tell yeah. us one of the tell, and it, it is not there's not one place, but I mean, uh, if you could just get into like a a significant situation, like the first time I went to uh, Switzerland, uh, was I had an epiphany. You know what I mean? It was like you know we had been to in in in, in the early years we had been to like Germany, France. Uh, England, so forth and so on. But in the 2000s, when I got back with, uh, when I got with Hannah Diamond and Mike and I put this version of Sugar Hill Gang together, 2006, uh, yeah. 2007 was the first time that I have, had ever gone to Switzerland. And, yeah. and and it was, it was like, you know, now if, 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 if people say, if I said, well, what, what one place would you live in if you could? And it would be Switzerland. That's how moved I was by it. Do you have any experiences like that? Yeah, definitely. Switzerland is beautiful. I love it. It's clean. It's oh, gorgeous. Yeah. The, the yeah. architecture. The you people. ever been yeah. by Lake Nachitel, bro? No, I never heard of that. No, oh. it's yeah. but it's in Switzerland. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's beautiful. But I mean, I mean, for me personally, Australia is a place that I've wanted to live. I love it. I love it. And oh, whether it's you know Sydney or Adelaide or Brisbane, anywhere in Australia, I've always had a great time. Um, my wife and I have been wanting to move to. South Africa, but truth is we ain't been to all the countries that we want to visit in Africa. So we might want to go to Ghana, which I talk about on this record. Um, Cape, Cape you know, Town is beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Cape Town is gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? We've been to Johannesburg about, I think it was a year and a half ago. We fell in love with Joburg. So I mean, the bottom line is, I think my top three places I would want yeah. to live in, Australia, Africa, one of the countries in Africa, or Asia. Uh, Japan in particular, like these are three places that I just love. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Dubai. I love Dubai. I actually really dig Dubai. Yeah, like it's funny. I went to Dubai numerous times. We went indoor skiing at the um, what do you call it? The big mall there. Um, I forget. But the, the I haven't been yet. I haven't been okay. yet. I'm, I'm working to get there. Incredible. You trying to still, still yeah. trying to get there? Yeah, but, but no, I, I. He said we're still trying to get there, but I love to hear the stories. Go ahead. No, Dubai is incredible, man. I liked Old Town. So Dubai, you know, is pretty new in a sense, right? right. Because the right. Old, yeah. old Town is the old school Dubai. And then once the riches from that oil money came in, the new Dubai popped up and it's like crazy. It's like Vegas on steroids. You know what I mean? Like right. You're talking about so, the, the, the mall the mall of Emirates. The mall of Emirates. Mall of the, yeah, Emirates. Yeah. Emirates. That, let me tell you, it's crazy. Like the riches in that country is like outrageous. People riding around in Bentleys, like just buck wild. But I like <laughs> me, the vibe that I'm on to, I like the old school Dubai. Like when my 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 queen and I went to the old city, they call it, and we was like, now this is Dubai. This is what I I felt the people. Cause I'll be honest, like for me, I love the big malls and all of the attractions but it reminded me of america because they're trying to appeal to american sensitivities and they want our money you know they want that dollar from, from the western Absolutely. nations you know how it goes yeah. so yeah. i was like okay that's cool so they're on some let's get that money but when you go to old dubai like you feel their actual culture and what these people are about and i love it man like i probably i would live there for a second you know i, I do i live right. anywhere for a heartbeat but as far as right. really trying to settle roots right. It probably right. wouldn't be Dubai, but I love it. I love going there. I got, 
I got I got I got a question. I got a question for you. Uh when you was uh when when A D was nominated uh for the Grammy you guys won. Congratulations on the two Grammys by the way. Yeah, God bless. And man. For, for best new artist, did you have any clue that uh you were gonna win it or you didn't know or yeah, yeah. how how'd you feel at that time? Well, I'll be honest with you, it was a crazy time, bro. It was, you know, Master G, you, you talk about like the, the early years and like how, at least what I get from what you said is like, it was just almost surreal how fast things started to move once they started to move, right? And it, that's how it was with our record. Like when the first record started to really like take on and catch on, we was everywhere. We was on all the award shows. So like we was doing American Music Awards and then two weeks later we was at the Grammys and then the next week we was at Soul Train Awards. And then the, So like the award shows happened in this particular stretch of time. And so when you're in it, like, like we were, it's sort of surreal. And we knew we was nominated. I knew that obviously, you know, at least for me, I can't speak for y'all, but when you were a kid, you watched the Grammys and you're like, you see it, Herbie Hancock, Rocket. And yeah. like, oh my gosh, I can't wait yeah. to be on that stage. I can't wait right. to be right. acknowledged like that. It's a dream. It's yeah. like an absolute yeah. number one dream of an artist. And so, yeah. unfortunately, and this is why, like, when this record's doing well right now, I'm trying to live differently. I didn't, I didn't inhale that moment the way I wish I would have. Like, everything was moving so fast that we was just sort of like catching up, you know, like just like flailing around trying to make sure we 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 catch we keep up with the schedule. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right, yes, right. man. Yes. I didn't feel like I really just stopped and said, okay, let me breathe this in right now. Look yes. at what's happening here, God. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. I didn't I have to, so I, I sort of regret it and I sort of of course I'm grateful for it. Like like ridiculously right. grateful. But I also slightly regret that I didn't breathe it in the way I should have. So to answer your question as to whether or not we knew, my manager, I don't know if I'm supposed to ever say this, but he told me, he said, because I wanted to sit in the fourth row somewhere. And he was like, no, y'all need to sit in the front row because I think something about to happen tonight. And he, you know, he wasn't talking about violence or nothing. He was like, yo, I think something about yeah. to happen. Right, right. Like, oh, okay. So let me sit he in the front. So that's, right, right. That was he the got, hint. That was the hint that we about to do something. You know, something's about to jump uh, off with this Grammy speech, speech. Man, you, you do I, I, a lot I of things. I thought that was the coolest thing. I thought that was the coolest thing, man. I, I was so proud of you guys, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. You know, in speech, you do a lot of things. You sing, you rap. You, it's, yeah. it's, it's a whole bunch of other things. Is there some things in there that we don't know about on the production end or what's your acts? You know, what's up, man? Yeah, so I, I do. I mean, you know, I told you I started off as a DJ. So mm -hmm. all the scratching on this record, well, I shouldn't say, yeah, most of the scratching on this record is all me. So I definitely wow. DJ still, and I produce. So like, you know, the whole first album, I'd say probably 98% of it is produced by me. This okay. record, probably about, I don't know, 30% of it is produced by me. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really like a producer kind of dude. And it's funny, like, because I didn't really initially see myself as being the front dude. Like, that wasn't where my energy was. You had spoken about it, Master G, earlier, like, the whole paparazzi thing wasn't your energy. Like, I ain't on that, you know? And that's for me too. Like, I wasn't on that. And so with Arrested Development, for me to be the lead vocalist, and then of course, I would learn that when you're the lead vocalist, most of the people want to interview you. 
most of the time they want you to sit, like if you're taking a group photo, uh, speech, come to the front, uh, move over to right in the middle. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't on that tip. Yeah, it wasn't what you were trying to attempt. It wasn't, yeah. but you know, you sort of get pushed into all of that and people sort of orchestrate how things should look and feel. So, I mean, I think that was a, a different vibe for me, to be honest. You know, because all of us here, G is, uh, G is our drummer. Hen is our other Word keyboard up. player. Yeah, he's wow. a drummer. Uh, Henry's our keyboard player and vocalist. I'm yep. the vocalist, percussionist, and, and, and the keyboard player. Mike is the bass player. Yeah. And, wow. um, you know. Y'all do live sets sometimes? Y'all like rock? Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 man. We, we have a whole band situation. Yeah, that we play. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, if you look, on, if you look on YouTube and look at, we did the uh, the Formula One for uh -huh. Singapore. And you'll see us, and we had Melly Mel in the front and Scorpio back on. So we had two drummers, plus we, uh, plus we enlisted college kids to, to play with us. So we gave college kids hey, a, dream, a dream job, which was to play with the Sugar Hill Gang at the, at the Formula One. Sick, and it was, it was phenomenal. They came in and had one day to get it right. Wow. And a horn section, a guitar player, and was it three dancers? Yeah. And, and, and these kids were just – imagine being a, a young college kid and getting there to jump on the stage with your, your, your dream group. Of course. I mean, you know it's what I'm like saying? a dream come true. It, 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 it They'll be great. telling their grandkids about this. Yeah, you know, the thing, the thing about our music is that, again, for me – it's always been about the creative thing. Once I got past the idea of being, you know, an idol and, you right. know, girl screaming yeah. in the whole nine yards, it, it, I always wanted oh, yeah, to he'll get, get into over that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always wanted to settle into the creative. The thing that always inspired me was the ability to be able to create. Because for me, and, I, and I'm sure you, everybody feels this way, uh, uh, writing, recording is a is a way of expressing. It's a way of uh, it's a it's a, it's a real uh, therapeutic way of of purging yourself, man. You know, uh, uh, to create something and then put it out there like that, and then give people an opportunity, like the becoming song. You know, to create something like that, you inspire people. So, you know, moving forward, we uh, again because it's, it's all about the chapter two of Sugar Hill Gang, two thousand five chapter. Exactly. The thing that Mike and I. We used to we used to hang out in the studio uh, when we we were first like you know hip hop stars if you want to call us right. and we would just be him and I on me on the drums and Mike on the bass and we would be in the studio by ourselves and we wow. used to say we used to say man this would be great man if we could do this on stage but we were so locked in to being teen idols and the yeah. whole nine yards and yeah. we had that machine around us that yeah. you know yeah they wasn't really feeling it they let me one time. We used to have this little segment of, of the first show because we played with a band. Right. So they, they used to let me do this thing with a stage would fill up with smoke and then I would get on the drums and I'd play this one song and the Word. spotlight would hit me and people would go crazy, but it wasn't right. really something that we could play out. So right. once we exactly. got to the, to the second chapter and this yeah. was like two or three years of us touring, Mike and I said, man, it would be so cool if we could play live in our shows. So we pitched it. Do you rhyme and play at the same time? Like, yeah, I can do rap? that. Yeah, I actually do. I actually do the 12 o'clock rap. The 12 o'clock one Friday night. <coughs> I do that rap at the end of the show playing the drums at the same that's time. Hot. That's hot. Yeah. That's 
So we pitched the idea to our booking agency. I'm giving our booking agency, uh, 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 Lothar, and, and the people out there in Austria, there's a guy that's been working with us. He's actually part of the team that helped develop this, this podcast for us. But we pitched the idea to, let, to, to see if the promoters overseas would let us play live. And they that's came right. back and said yes. Yeah. Me and Mike was like, oh, snap. It was mind-blowing. So like Diamond said, with him being a musician, him being a musician, and then we had, God rest his soul, Diamond's brother, Rob, we literally formatted this whole live set. And what we do is we set the scenario that we all come from a background where everybody played in a band. You right. know, in our neighborhood, everybody was in a band. So we're going to take y'all back to the days when we was in my mom's basement and we right. play the songs that inspire us. So we'll, we'll right. and we jam. And, and, and it's, 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 it's such an amazing experience, man, uh, uh, to be on stage, man, playing, you know, cameo, you know, single life, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. and, and, yeah. and, the, and the fans are like, that's hot, bro. They, cause they don't, cause they see the instruments and they expect the, you know, musicians, other musicians to come out. Exactly. Come then I get on yeah. the drums. And right. I start rocking the beat. And they're like, wait right. a minute, hold up, man. Yeah. You know, and then we go into it. So, you know, this thing for me, man, and I'm sure you feel the same way, man. The the ability to 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 perform and create, man, is such a gift, isn't it? it dude, it's it's an ultimate gift. And like we oh you know what God. this means. What we're doing now, we gotta do a tour together. You know that. Come like, on. Come on. Thing. No, we no, gotta no. do the whole tour together. Like, gotta, we gotta do let's go, God. bro. Let's go. We gotta this is do. The no, no. This is the steed right here. We gotta do. <laughs> can you? Can you? Can you vision? And I know you have your visionary like me. Can you envision the magnetism Dude. of y'all and us this doing a show together? Crazy! Oh my crazy. god! Yeah, man. So, 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 look. So this, so this is something that for me, like my ideal setup to do the best show I can possibly do. This is my ideal setup. I can go to the. I go to the gym. And I do, I did my pre-show workout, right? Yeah. I go back to the hotel, I take a nap, I get up and I shower and I perform, I get myself ready. If I can take a nap, work out and do that. And when I get to the show, boy, you better, you better believe no. I'm getting ready. So do you have any, do you have any like pre-show routine or do you, yeah. uh, what do you, what do you do? It's the same way. Like for me, it's, it's all about the quiet before the storm. So like for me, it's funny because a lot of crews that I tour with, like, and I don't blame nobody for doing whatever they do. Like, so I might be on a tour, it might be four or five other hip hop crews and they got the girls in the dressing rooms and they get, you know, they getting, you know, lit up and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. But in, my, in our dressing room, it's totally different. Like, it's real. It's zen. We're chilling. Yes. We just yes. max it out. We might yes. be joking with each other, talking mess. And then, but when the show comes on, it's showtime, baby. It's ready to go with the energy is, it's like, it, for me, it's energy controlled. It's like, you know, putting water through the pipe instead of letting the water just spill everywhere. It's like, oh, yeah. it's controlled, baby, where we coming. Yeah. And it's yeah. always beast. Yeah. It's always beast mode. It, it feels it, great. It, it, it's crazy speech because so many times, man, we always experience this. When we, when we get to the, the venue, right, and we meet, we meet the promoter, you know, he's sizing us up, checking us out. You know, he feels, you know, we all laid back. We're not jumping all Suited over. Suited and booted, fly, dressed room, the room, The room is not all smoked up or whatever right, the case exactly. may be. So then he's saying to himself, well, you know, 
dad, when, when did when the rapper's light come out? 79. <laughs> how, how much gas do these guys still have left in the tank? Exactly, yeah, yeah. So so then when we hit the stage and do our thing, yeah. first thing they say, oh my God, yeah. you guys are incredible. Wow. Where did you get all that energy? Oh yeah. my God. And it's, and it's almost like and it's almost like the end of the thing. She's your queen to be. <laughs> and we're quiet. As soon as we hit it, after we get back off the stage, walk back over. All right. Everybody's yeah. just chilling. <laughs> it's, 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 it's that nap. It's that damn old man nap. Boy, I'm dangerous after <laughs> old man nap. Oh man! No man, this has been <laughs> this it. has been yeah, this has been incredible, man. This yeah, has man. been incredible, man. Oh, man. Uh, can, can, can I can I ask one more question of him though? I got one more question. Yeah. Okay, speech. I I gotta ask you this, man. How how do you feel about the direction that hip hop is going in today in terms of radio and stuff like that? Like like we were fortunate enough to have uh, Bob Sinclair on uh, earlier. And you yeah. know he he's a great guy. You know, big shout out to Bob Sinclair. You know, we did a song with him called Lalock Song that went nice. number one over in Europe. Nice. So uh, he was saying that you know he he gave us his answer, and I just wanted to see how do you feel about it because basically you know he was saying like you know it's 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 different you know in terms of like they're not letting the young people uh, experience. Oh, froze. Stuff like that. So how, how, how do you feel about that? Uh, you froze at the very end. So I minute, said, they're not letting the young people do what? What'd you say? They're not letting the young people experience uh, the other artists or the, the other hit records what came before them. Like yes, like, like, right. like today, if, if, they, if they say, oh, we're going to put on some old school, they'll pull up something from, from uh, the, the early 2000s. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And they, they yeah. call it old school. So right. if that's old school, what are we? Exactly. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, I'm with you on that. Like I talk about that on the first track on the album, Back Down. You know, it's for me, I feel like probably two things. I feel like there needs to be more balance because really black music and, and hip hop in particular is the number one music genre in the world. So for us, it's more than entertainment. It becomes a lot of, for, for a lot of us, it becomes our religion. Y'all probably know certain scriptures that have, I mean, not scriptures, but verses in, in rhymes that have become like scripture. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever it be. And so for us, it becomes a lot of times our religion. It becomes our source of, of information, like news. It becomes so many things for us. And so I feel like it's more than just entertainment. It's it's almost like the, the temperature of where we are as a people. And so if you don't have balance, you are giving the wrong impression to all of the places that we've traveled, whether it be Switzerland, Africa, wherever, you're giving the wrong impression of where we are as black people in America. And that, that I feel is dangerous. And I feel it's not right for the young people coming up. And then the second thing is what you just said. A lot of these young people are disconnected, like literally cut off from what was happening in hip hop earlier. And that's bad because a lot of them are gonna have to learn 
all over again stuff that we've already been through and want to pass on to them. Like, look, here you oh, go. Exactly. Don't make this exactly. mistake. Do this right here and go further than us. But they won't learn that if they're disconnected from us. And so that's what I, I, I right. those are the two things I feel. It's got to be way more balanced because subject matter wise, we've got to get all of our opinion, like the whole voice of the black community needs to be represented in our music. And right, right now, yeah. it's not right. all of us. Some of us is all about strip clubs, all about yeah. selling, right. all about, you know, carrying. But that's not all of us. That, you that's know, that's, only, us. that's only exactly. a slither. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah. got to be that balance, man. Speech. You're right. Speech, man. Speech. This has been. It's too much of one thing. You know what too I mean? Too much. Yes, Unbalanced, man. baby. Unbalanced. This has been, this has been outstandingly in Incredible, man. You know what I mean? I mean, to to watch you, man, and see what you've done. And and my anticipation is, I always have anticipation and I always have anxiety about talking to everybody because I'm socially actually not in the best form. Uh, But my, 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 my aspirate, my, 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 my thoughts of who, what kind of person you were, are spot on man you you you're the, you're the genuine article man when it comes to that you know that 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 vision that needs to constantly be out here man and i hope that you continue to blossom and i hope that you continue you, to you, you know brothers. you know be be the vision and be the voice and be the consciousness that so many people need because they need the balance they got like you said they need to get that change they, they got yes man i understand you want you want to you know you want a hundred thousand dollar car. I understand you right. want to be, you know, you want to be jewelry dripping in the whole nine yards. But please, man, you know, get your mind around how you're going to be as a person and what's going on with you as a person in your yeah. life. And, and 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 with that being said, man, we're going we're gonna to shut this down as much as I hate to. I'd love to keep it going. But yeah, speech, man, man. thank you. Talk, thank you. Man. Thank you. Nothing but love, man. Nothing but yeah, no the honor and respect I have before it just continues on and it even goes oh, to the yeah. next level for meeting y'all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Much love to no, hey, hey. Put that tour together. No yeah. doubt. That's like a guarantee. Yeah. I want to do that. He- I want to he- heck with I'm, the tour. I'm, Let's get that record going. Words in the go. action. Rick, that's right. That's I'm, right. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the Hollywood thing. I'm gonna do the Hollywood thing, y'all. Your people would get in touch with our people, and our people would get oh, in touch with no, 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 no. We'll hit each other up. We'll do the math. Like, you talked about a dime. We'll do the math. Make sure, make sure the information gets around to the right people, man, so we can make this happen. And uh, listen, I'm going to say peace. I'm going to say thank you, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. This is our podcast. We've been talking to Speech of Arrested Development. We appreciate it so much, man. We want to thank you, Speech. We wish you the best, man. Look forward to talking to you, doing things with you in the future, man. Uh, uh, Yeah, thank you, man. So, Sugar Hill Gang, this is our podcast. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in, checking us out. Uh, This is Master G, and I'm going to say to my brothers, say goodnight, Diamond. Goodnight, Diamond. (laughs) Say goodnight, man. Wakanda forever, baby. Say goodnight, speech. Say goodnight, speech. Peace, y'all. Love y'all, man. Much love. Thanks for listening to the Sugar Hill Gang podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Android users, subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Sugar Hill Gang podcast is produced by Raj Katecha and Vikash Mojaria on behalf of Creative Content Agency and Lothar Kamala on behalf of Daily Operation Agency. 
The show's artwork was created by Frank Art and Horizon Films, and the theme music was created by Heavy Bliss. You can contact the show on Instagram at the Real Sugar Hill Gang or email Sugar Hill Gang Podcast at dailyoperation-agency.com. We'd love to hear from you. Peace and love, and we'll catch you on the next episode.